Welcome to BCC in 3 Talk, your decentralized hub for all things Web3. From blockchains to cryptocurrencies to NFTs, we airdrop knowledge and analysis from industry insiders, journalists, and founders. I'm your host, Jason Rowlett, a writer and editor at BCCN3.com. Now, let's get on with today's show. Conversation. Today, I'm joined by Ty Greenfield, the host of the NFT and Chill podcast. He is the host, the mayor of uh, NFT and Chill, and he was able to go to <clears throat> NFT NYC this year, uh, last week, and uh, it's good to have him with us. Ty, how you doing? Thanks for being here. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Um... I'm doing very well. It's been a while, a couple of weeks since we met at DecentralCon, which uh, was a, another great conference in the DeFi space. So yeah, I'm happy to be here, definitely. Yeah, we're so glad to have you. Yeah, DecentralCon was, was amazing. That's where uh, you and I first met. And uh, NFT NYC, it's, uh, I believe this was the fourth year... <clears throat> The fourth year of NFT NYC, and um, but it was certainly the most covered by the media. Um, it 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 got the most attention this year from everything that I've seen. Um, there was so much going on, uh, so many new projects. Uh, what were some of the big takeaways from uh, some of the speakers and uh, new projects that were there? What what stood out to you most? Yeah, actually, you know, it's funny. Um, I actually thought it was like the third or fourth installment of NFT NYC, but this is only the second year. And that's how oh, is crazy it? time is in this space. It seems like it's been four years. <laughs> I, I stand corrected. I... <laughs> but yeah, it was um, a lot bigger than last year. There was about 18,000 people who paid to have a ticket, but that's not counting all the people who just came for the events that encircled NFT NYC, like the projects and all the satellite stuff. So I would say it was there was probably twenty to 30,000 people who came for that event. And uh, wow, it, it was awesome. Um, NFT and Chill Podcast was nominated for Best NFT Media, that it, and I also had a media pass as well. So I kind of had carte blanche uh, of the the event, which was nice. Um, there was a lot of really great people, not only there to speak, but uh, projects, companies. I would say the biggest takeaway was the like very known companies in the in you know different parts of uh, the industry that were there who had never done anything in Web three. Uh, I, you know, Spotify was there, um, Zigna Games, who created Farmville, the people who did Pokemon Go, all these companies are trying to get into the space and figure out what they can do in Web3. And I thought that was the best part of it for me. Yeah. And I was uh, talking to the founder of Token Metrics at uh, DecentralCon. He was saying how, and I, I believe this too, we've really reached the zenith of uh, the NFT digital art craze, and we've really moved into the utility uh, phase for sure this year. Um, is that where you see their interest, these sort of non-Web3 companies coming in, they're seeing the utility, and that's what's attracting them most, would you say? 
Yeah, I mean, that's a great point. Um, you know, collectibles will always have a place uh, in NFTs, but because, you know, people have been collecting things for hundreds of years, but we are moving into utility use case and what the technology of NFTs can do. And I think that's a very exciting and, you know, the perfect time for companies, projects, people coming into the space and building is right now because the market is down. Uh, so everything that's happening right now is going to dictate the next few years in Web3 and, and basically, you know, the world. Absolutely. Uh, we've really been moving into uh, Web3 very quickly, I think quicker than most people realize, uh, certainly in the Web2 community and, um, like you say, these bigger corporations, it is encouraging to see that they're uh, noticing the value that, that tokenization has. Um, are there any big shifts in the, the NFT marketplace that you that people were talking about? Any sorts of um, new things that you hadn't heard before or um, any, any other sort of interesting uh, takes on anything that, that any of the speakers had? Yeah, you know, um, right now it's kind of, it, there's just so much building and inquiring going on. Um, you know, Samsung put on an event, uh, Coach, you know, the people who make purses mm -hmm. and leather goods, they were, they put on a Web3 event. And, you know, they're just trying to figure out what is the best way to get into Web3 and move along with this technology. And, you know, as far as NFTs go, um, it's really the technology. Like, what, what can we do with transfer of ownership? What can we do with proof of ownership? And, and I think that's what these companies and the space is going to be moving into because there's going to be not only a ton of, you know, the industry itself is going to be, a, you know, tr a couple trillion dollar industry within a few years, but there's going to be so many jobs opening up for people, which is great because it's going to be remote. So people from all over the world, if they are interested or they have knowledge, they should be learning as much as they can. And so they can try and figure out how to get themselves into this space. Absolutely. They can, you know, like you say, anywhere in the world, you know, with a five-year-old laptop, uh, you can get on, you can even get a job with a blockchain company, a NFT project. And there's so many different applications. I know that uh, charities and nonprofits right now are really starting to benefit from uh, the donation aspect um, of of NFTs. There's the the anonymity of it, uh, but also the the ability to to donate and to use you know cryptocurrency directly through NFTs, you know, as tickets sort of into projects that have a bigger, broader meaning to people. And it uh, really seems that NFTs are amplifying the bigger need, the bigger value, you know, environmental concerns and, and, and broader things uh, going on as well. Uh, was there any emphasis on that at, at NYC? Uh, the, the bigger takes uh, where NFTs are kind of the gateway into bigger projects? Oh, absolutely. NFTs, I think, have always been um, a membership there has always been a membership aspect to NFTs, but I, you know, the big, the giving block was at NFT NYC and I actually have a good relationship with the giving block. They've been on my podcast, but it was great to see them uh, there. What they do is they facilitate 
donations uh, to non-profits, charity organizations with cryptocurrency, which is excellent for the space in general, just for the awareness fact. And the fact that, um, you know, with your cryptocurrency, you can do good with with it as well. And I think that is huge for Web3. Um, and, you know, there are people all over the world and, you know, underdeveloped countries and oppressed nations that have a problem with earning, you know, earning coin, um, I guess, fiat, which isn't worth as much on the world stage. And with crypto, it kind of brings us all on a level playing field, at least monetarily. And I think that's uh, pretty huge uh, for, you know, the world as a whole. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're seeing, uh, as and I've mentioned on this podcast before, but you're seeing people, you know, for instance, in the Ukraine right now, and they're fleeing to other countries like Poland and Greece, and but they're able to take their crypto wallets because they certainly can't take fiat currency, um, you know, out of a war-torn nation and, and take their crypto wallet and, and restart their lives with their families in other countries. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, was there, were there any, any big celebrities there? Any entertainers? Uh, you, I know you mentioned Spotify. It's coming into the music space. Any, uh, any other big names bringing it into the entertainment industry? Um, any new applications of NFTs there? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, as you know, like ApeFest, you know, you had the uh, Eminem. I actually went to an after party where Madonna uh, oh. sang one of her songs. Um, yeah, there was a ton. I mean, w you know, when we were in DecentralCon, I actually got to meet Baron Davis and some other athletes that are coming into the space. I think athletes is, you know, there are celebrities, athletes. That, I mean, everybody is trying to figure out how to get in and what to do in this space. Because, it, you know, people say we're, we are early. We believe me, we are. Uh, but the space is growing. It's not like growing noticeably um, as one might think, but it, it's growing tremendously. I would say, um, you know, in the turn of the year, there was probably a few million, but it's, it's getting close to, you know, the tens of millions that people who have traded or done something with an NFT. Yeah, absolutely. I have to tell you as a, as a side note, I, uh, I was, I was a, I've always been a big Golden State Warriors fan. I was a big Baron Davis fan. I had his jersey. When I knew him, he was, uh, had his head shaved and, you know, had the beard. And I saw him in that room that you and I were in, in the, in the media room. Um, and you and I had taken a selfie and then I posted it. And then you had taken a selfie with Baron. But I did not recognize him because he had dreadlocks, I think, or so, you know, he had a different, different style. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I thought here I was in the same room with Baron Davis. I didn't even recognize him. So I, I kicked myself after that, but um, no, it was. It's true. It's it's definitely uh, coming into the entertainment space, and um, uh, like you say, I mean, even even hey, if Madonna is catching on, it, it's you know, it's catching on then. Yeah, sure. I mean, just from the entertainment and athletic uh, aspect, you have the ticketing, of course, with the NFT use case, but also the exclusive membership and you know meet and greets uh concerts you know uh sports events um memorabilia 
merchandise. It, it, there is so much you can do with this technology. It's really up to the people creating. Uh, the sky's the limit. Yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. The, the creativity is really, I think, blended so well with the utility as well. Um, are are you seeing any crossover there where the it's it's not just that it's art and utility but there is some sort of crossover do you notice anything there as well happening right now yeah i mean there's just there's so much happening in the space in terms of creativity um yeah there are there is you know the whole art um uh, movement that was pretty big and with you know these social platforms, uh, I believe Instagram just uh, did a beta for their NFT integration, where it's just closed off to a few, you know, NFT accounts. But once that opens up, um, you know, Facebook, TikTok, all these other things will or platforms will follow. And I think the creators have a lot to gain with these social platforms integrating with NFTs because right now it, it's Twitter that has the, uh, the space right now. So, you know, with more platforms, more companies coming in opens up more use case and more utility options. Yeah, and as you say, d Twitter has the space w as far as the sort of, do you mean like the edge for NFTs? Yeah, as far as market share, I would say. Like okay. uh, in terms of like Web3, I would say Twitter has the, the big market share right now. Um, you know, what's funny is LinkedIn is quickly becoming pretty massive for Web3. I've noticed since, since January. Um, there has been so many more people from the Web3 space using LinkedIn uh, networking on LinkedIn to where I, I, if I were to rate it, I would say it's Twitter and then LinkedIn and then Instagram. But with the Instagram's integration, we'll see what happens because everybody's going to try and get the, the Web3 market share for social. Yeah, really. I think that's Instagram meta is uh, really trying to revive itself in a way. It does seem like the the young younger generation is um they've gotten away from instagram it's i don't know old fashioned to them from what i hear and uh they they have moved on to other things like tiktok and uh i don't know maybe meta is trying to revive that brand a little bit by integrating the nft uh aspect of it um were there any sorts of criticisms of, of NFTs or any, any criticisms of any aspects of NFTs. We had an article, Keegan King on bccn3.com just wrote a, uh, an article on uh, the, the gaming aspect of uh, Web3 and how gamers have really been against NFTs being integrated into games because uh, they see them more as a money grab um, and not adding any value to the game, the gameplay, or the community. Were there any criticisms uh, that, that you heard from anyone? I, I, I would imagine it'd be small, if any, but uh, were there any, any sorts of, from that angle as well, that you heard at NYC? 
For the most part, uh, I would say everything was very positive. You really didn't even hear too much about the market uh, as a whole. People were there and, you know, a lot of people get to meet each other for the first time in the space. And you're doing a lot of networking and, and talking about what everybody has going on and what they're building. Um, as far as gaming goes and the disconnect between the gamers that are on Xbox and PC and all of that and the gaming that's going on in the NFT space, I just, I think the disconnect is education and safety. Um, that's been the disconnect for all new people that are looking to NFTs or Web3 or even cryptocurrency. Um, creating a safe space for everyone who is in the space, but also the new people coming in is so important, but also educating people so they know what is actually going on. And instead of, because anytime anybody reports anything, of course, it's going to be the, the terrible stuff that's happening. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the news always grabs onto that. Uh, if it bleeds, it leads. And it is, it is. You know, unfortunate that those criticisms are out there, uh, but I, I totally agree with you. It is a, a lack of education. I was just listening to your uh, podcast um, with Phil Abak, I think. Yeah, I, Phil Baca, yeah. Phil Baca, yes, there we go. Um, yeah, on uh, on windrop.io, W-E-N-Drop.io. And uh, yeah, a great resource there just for beginners. It's kind of NFT 101. Um Really, it's, I, I suppose, for Web3 a little more broadly, but um, yeah, resources like that. Was there anybody at NYC kind of promoting that educational aspect in order to get over these these perceived obstacles um, yeah. that was promoted as well there? Yeah, there's definitely a lot of um, projects, companies, and you know websites that are putting together some educational things but even like the talks and stuff that's going on at these events like there are a number of youtube channels um one of them just off the top of my head that i like a whole lot is called whiteboard crypto and they will break any aspect of web3 cryptocurrency nfts DeFi down very simply and that's a great resource um, but yeah, the more education we have, the more these companies and projects focus at least a little bit of what they have going on on education, the better it is for the space as a whole. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and as we've said so many times, there is so much, so much value already as well as, uh, untapped value in the future. Um, the, the whole idea of, of you know, where this can go can't even be quantified at this point. Um, I know that you have, uh, you're coming up next month, you're going to London for, uh, is it the NFT event there? Uh, yeah, so, they've invited um, you? Let's see. It, I believe July 19th and 20th, I will be speaking at the DeFi Summit with Decentral. Con. Uh, they are putting on an online event. And then also on July 22nd in London, the Global NFT Summit. So I will be there in person speaking. That's going to be in a really awesome uh, concert for the United Kingdom and Europe. Uh, so yeah, I'm very excited about both of those as well. Excellent. 
So if any of our listeners are uh, in London, in Europe at that time, go check out Ty at those events. Uh, we will link to those in the show notes. One last thing, and most important of all, what was the greatest place that you ate at in New York while you were oh, there? I love this. I, I love this question. I'm originally from Hartford, Connecticut. I love New York City. Um, I try and get back every single year. Now, for it's an incredible city for food, and I would say the best place I ate at would be John's at Bleecker Street Pizzeria. I'm a huge fan of pizza in New York. It's There's something in the water, I think. I think it's the water that separates that pizza from everywhere else in the world. Nice. So, yeah. I did. I saw that photo you you posted there. That was that was excellent. Thank you, thank you. Ty Greenfield, the mayor, the host of NFT and Chill podcast. Thank you so much, sir, for uh, spending some time with us. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me on. This was a true pleasure. That's it for this episode. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review. Follow us on Twitter at bccn3 underscore media and subscribe to our newsletter at bccn3.com. From our website, you can also join in the conversation in our Discord channel and Reddit page. And we will see you here next time on BCCN3 Talk. <laughs>